Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to the Moon Underwater, and we are the bowels of the Moon Underwater. The beams of the ceiling are heaving under the sheer culinary social media output of this week's guest, Barry Enderwick. We know him as Barry from Sandwiches of History. You may know him from Barry's Ice Cream O'Clock. Uh, Barry, Barry, Craft Beer, Barry... You also may know him as Barry. You may know him as Chip, Chips with Barry or Barry's Cooking Again. <laughs> well, in the chips. In the chips. Yeah, I think I've got most of those wrong. Um, but basically, yeah. if there's something you like to eat or drink, Barry will have a social media account dedicated to exploring that. That might be an overpromise. <laughs> Before we return to Barry's Dream Pub, Robin, you set us a fantastic quiz on initialisms and acronyms. A fantastic Q U I Z. Could you just clear up for our listeners the difference between an initialism and an acronym, please? Well, I only know this from Alan Partridge, but um, an acronym, as I believe it, is one which you can like pronounce as a word, like yeah. NATO. Yeah. And an initialism is one where you actually have to pronounce the letters, like CBGB or IRA. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Weird choice, but fine. <laughs> Whereas, if, yes. if, if that were if that were an acronym, it would be IRA. Yeah, or Ira, the name. Or Ira, yeah. So there we go. <laughs> Let's just move on from that. Uh, question one was NATO. Barry, what does NATO stand for? Do you know? North Atlantic Treaty Organization. And John, what are you saying? Tick, 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 tick. Same for John. Absolutely right. So, well, Barry, what was your what was your query about this? What it should be called? Well, I did. I wasn't sure if you wanted me to actually make something up. Oh, I see. So it'd be like new audio tactician operation or something like that i don't know right 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 no i mean that's a lovely that's a good challenge actually watch what it should stand for but yeah uh very good both got that one right um the second one is the subway question um that the staple footlong sandwich is a bmt but what does bmt stand for barry oh this is so obvious it's a bacon mutton and tomato okay barry saying bacon mutton tomato john what are you saying i've gone bacon mint and uh, tomato you're really not going to believe this. It's quite interesting. It's It stands for the Brooklyn-Manhattan Transit. Hmm. It was named after 
component of the New York subway. Did not know that. Oh wow! Mm. So it was it was named after the subway. The name the, the the chain is obviously called Subway. That's where the BMT comes from. They have also started saying that it means biggest, meatiest, tastiest. Oh, so I would have given you go, that better. as well. Yeah, but yeah interesting I, fact. I did not it. actually think they served mutton at Subway, just for the record. Yeah. Is it, yeah. <laughs> I actually know. didn't know what it was, so I thought I'd guess. Yeah. When was the last time you went in a Subway? Uh, probably 30 years ago. I, their bread doesn't taste quite right to me. Mm-hmm. But that's my palate. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Sometimes their bread is a little bit on the stale side, I have to say. But I wondered if the if for the right price, would you be interested in a collab with uh, Subway Sandwiches of History? Subways of History? Uh, <laughs> Subways of History. That's interesting. Uh, Subway Sandwiches of History? Uh, yes, um, but we'd have to do it in a specific manner, I think. But what if the Mr. Subway said, you got to drop the political stuff, Barry? Nope. Sorry. I mean, I don't do it. That, again, I don't do it that often. Yeah. And when I do it, it's usually when there's something that's really extremely important in my mind. So, of course. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, sorry, Subway. It's uh, it's not a deal. Uh, so question three was CBGB's. Barry, do you know this one? I, you know, it's funny. I'm very familiar with the club, very familiar with all the bands that you listed off that uh, got their start there. But my, I don't know what CBGB stands for. I really don't. Okay. Yeah. John, have you got a clue at this one? I haven't got the foggiest blimmin' idea. Well, it's really interesting, actually, if you think of the genre of music that CBGB's became famous for, because it actually stands for country, bluegrass, and blues. So the original owner who set it up in 1973 wanted it to be a country venue. <laughs> and it obviously became then a dive bar and then a, uh, you know, became known for punk, punk bands and everything. So very well done if you've got that at home. What about the uh, the second part, the umfog? Omfog, right, good question. Yeah, so it says CBGB at the start, and then underneath it says Omfog, O-M-F-U-G. That stands for Other Music for Uplifting Gormandizers. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like you made that up. No, I didn't, I didn't. It really does. (laughs) I think that's become kind of just a punk thing that you see around because of its association with that, like a kind of tag as well. Yeah, that makes sense. Wow. That's good. Anyway, very well done if you've got those at home. Yeah, superb pub quiz, Robin. Uh, Fantastic options. But we return to uh, Barry's dream. Well, I say pub, but actually we're we're looking at a tap room here, aren't we? We're looking at a craft beer emporium with various measurements being sold. Mm. Uh, But if you look to your left, Barry, at our array of spirits here, glinting in the firelight we've got decanters we've got beautiful rare bottles we've got some whiskies that are so expensive they have to be kept in a safe uh, and we have to call down the uh, dumb waiter for those are you a spirit drinker do they play a part in your in your the journey of your palate i wouldn't say i'm a uh, big spirit drinker but i do uh, very much enjoy a martini oh um, yeah, so my one of my spirits that I would choose to have would be Bombay Sapphire Gin. Would it really? Yes. So Bombay Sapphire, and could you remind us what's in a martini? Uh, gin and dry vermouth. That's it. Um, and 
anyone who says that vodka martini, vodka is a modifier for martini. Martini is just gin and dry vermouth, in my estimation. Yes. Mm. And how much vermouth are we talking? Because there are the people who kind of rinse the glass out with it, but there are the others who kind of add slightly more. Yeah, it depends on taste. Uh, I actually like a specific, uh, like, pourable amount. Um, I don't just wave it over and and then drink the gin. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't... The way I make a martini is I fill a cocktail shaker with uh, crushed ice and I pour in gin till I've got icebergs. And then I do a splash of uh, the dry vermouth and then shake it. And there are, there are so many different types of martini. I think my the one that I settled on because I find the taste of sort of neat gin quite quite impactful. Bracing. I think I think it's called a perfect martini where you're actually using sweet vermouth. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. You well you use both sweet and dry uh, for a perfect. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they, they, and it really comes down to what's your palate like. I, th- I think actually, in all honesty, what I ended up doing was adding lime cordials and it turned into quite a big sort of long drink, which okay. was far <laughs> too strong. Yes. Well, the most important thing with martini is the temperature, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it just needs to be really, really cold. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I, I like it with an olive. I also like it with a twist, a lemon twist uh, as well. I think those those flavors work really well with the gin. So your first choice for your, your spirit is Bombay Sapphire. What about your second one? I'm going to go with uh, Connemara Irish Whiskey. Mm. Ooh, ooh, how are you spelling that? Uh, I believe it's C-O-N-N-E-M-A-R-A. And I hope I got that right. Connemara Irish whiskey. It's a very peaty whiskey. Am I right? That is correct. Smoky goodness. So what are we talking sandwich-wise with a peaty whiskey? Oh, my God. Um, that's a good question. I don't know. Because typically when I have uh, the Connemara, I'm not eating a sandwich. Well, you can, you can pair it with an ice cream or some chips if you like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, again, I'd probably go with some sort of um, citrusy-based uh, thing. I don't know what that would be. Um, just to sort of, like, counter uh, the smoky richness of the whiskey itself. Um, but I'm not I'm not 100% sure what I would pair with that. That's kind of a stumper. Is there a lemon sandwich? Have you ever had a lemon sandwich? <laughs> uh, yes, I have, actually. I think it was in the Up-to-Date Sandwich Book of 1909. There was a lemon sandwich. Uh, you added sugar and there was butter. So it wasn't just lemon. Um, it was almost like a lemonade sandwich. So it's a bit more like a pancake where you would... Because over here, on when you have pancakes, you would have lemon juice and sugar on them. So it was a bit more like that, was it? Sure. Yeah, it is a bit more like that. Although you do eat the lemon itself. So, so Bombay Sapphire Gin and Connemore peated single malt in the spirits cabinet. Uh, but we don't just have... A spirits cabinet here. We've got a library as well, and it's right next to the collection of uh, calfskin records that we keep of everyone's choices. So, Robin, what's what's made it into the Moon Underwater Pub Library this week? Oh, that's interesting. Mm. Oh, thanks, John. Yes, this week in the pub library, it's it's re- re- repeat offender Ulysses by James Joyce. Because not only is Ulysses full of pubs, uh, and I think we've had it in twice before, um, there's also a great scene where Leopold Bloom, the kind of main character of Ulysses, has a sandwich in a pub. Very good. So I had to include it, right? Um, So let me just... This is kind of quite heavily abridged. 
taken some of the stream of consciousness out. <laughs> but uh, this is um, a bit from the Lestragonians chapter of Ulysses. He entered Davy Burns, a moral pub. He doesn't chat, stands a drink now and then, but in a leap year once in four, cashed a cheque for me once. What will I take now? He drew his watch. Let me see. Shandy Gaff? Hello, Bloom, Nosy Flynn said from his nook. Hello, Flynn. How's things? Tip top. Let me see. I'll take a glass of burgundy and let me see. Have you a cheese sandwich? Yes, sir. Wife well? Quite well, thanks. A cheese sandwich then. Gorgonzola, have you? Mr. Bloom cut his sandwich into slender strips. Mustard, sir? Thank you. He studded under each lifted strip yellow blobs. A warm shock of air, heat of mustard, hanched on Mr. Bloom's heart. He raised his eyes and met the stare of a bilious clock. Two. Pub clock five minutes fast. Time going on. Hands moving. Mr. Bloom ate his strips of sandwich. Fresh clean bread with relish of disgust, pungent mustard, the feety savour of green cheese. Sips of his wine soothed his palate. Nice quiet bar. Nice piece of wood in that counter. Nicely planed. Like the way it curves there. His downcast eyes followed the silent veining of the oaken slab. Beauty, it curves, curves a beauty. Sounds like a Captain Beefheart poem. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> but he's also very much in a pub, having a sandwich. And the great thing is, Davy Burns in Dublin is still going. And it's a great pub, and you can still go in there and order a gorgonzola sandwich and a glass of burgundy. Um, which I have done. <laughs> Cheese and mustard is a very good combo. Yeah. What do you think of that? Uh, the, the feety odour of gorgonzola is quite, uh, quite, uh, quite an image. But what do you think of a gorgonzola and mustard sandwich, Barry? I think it would be worth trying. Uh, my instinct is mustard cheddar, right? Mm. Um, but mustard gorgonzola, I, I would give that a go. Yeah. I like mustard with a soft cheese, actually. Like a... Um, Oh, what's my favourite cheese called? Uh, uh, no, it's gone. It's a soft. It's a soft one. You can get it in Tesco. Nice. Begins with a T. Mm, to cheese. <laughs> so Ulysses, its third inclusion into uh, the pub library. Robin, are we going to have different editions for each one? Oh wow, that's a good question. Um, I really like the. I mean, are you being serious? Yeah, it's like, Telegio. <laughs> it's Telegio. Oh, Telegio. Yes, okay. Telegio. Yes. Very nice, very nice cheese. Uh, let's just go with the Oxford University Press edition, edited by Jerry Johnson. What three copies of that? Yeah, three copies of that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the third, the third <laughs> copy of Ulysses goes into the pub library. <laughs> now we talked a bit about uh, punk music during the quiz. Uh, but Barry, we need you to select an album to go on the Moon Underwater Pub jukebox. Something you'd like to hear in your tap room uh, when when you enter there. What what would you like to have? This was tough. This was this was probably the toughest question for me because you know my mood changes. I want to hear uh, you know early rave music sometimes. Sometimes I want to hear punk. Sometimes I want to hear pop. So, but I think um, I'm going to settle on um, Laughing Stock from Talk Talk. Oh, wow. Yes. What a choice. <laughs> Thanks. Laughing Stock from, from where? Talk Talk. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Robin, you're a big Talk Talk fan. I mean, yeah, I'm a huge Talk Talk fan, particularly those later albums. And um... I remember 
liking them when they were pop and doing talk talk when they, their initial pop phase and then i sort of lost track of them and then a friend of mine said you should check out this album and i uh was the one before laughing stock spirit of eden spirit of eden and i checked it out and i'm like what is this this is amazing and then they came out with laughing stock and i'm like oh my did my mind is exploding i couldn't believe how good yeah. it was so i think the only other artist who's had such an amazing transformation from pop to experimental is scott walker i think talk talk a kind of up there with that where it's it became it's such a different thing from what they first started doing you know i think the band ministry also falls into that category right because they started with the effigy and um every day is halloween and they went way off into speed metal uh <laughs> which <laughs> yeah. and sam but like my favorite ministry album is mine is a terrible thing to taste because it's the, the halfway point between their electronic and sampling phase and their metal phase and I thought it was just a, a brilliant use of both. So is it sort of like a reverse genesis? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They get more interesting as they go in, forward in time as opposed to less. Yeah. Um, but the, that laughingstock's kind of got quite, uh, some of it's quite difficult, isn't it? I mean, in a pub, there are some kind of quite harsh noises in there. and yeah, He's serving a 9% stout, Robin. Of course, yeah. <laughs> of course he's going to have difficult music on. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the Challenge Pub. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's great. I mean, yeah, my favorite after the flood, beautiful song. Oh yeah, yeah. I I cannot stop listening to Newgrass myself. Oh my god, yeah, it's so beautiful. I don't even care what the lyrics are, just the the oral aesthetics of that song is is just amazing. Barry, with this kind of music playing in your tap room, could you tell us about the sort of vibe, the sort of clientele, and maybe tell us about some of the places you go in America? And what sort of what sort of atmosphere they have? What sort of chats going down? Um, well, like you know, tap rooms vary uh, from brewery to brewery, um, and tap rooms that aren't attached to a brewery also vary, like the clientele who goes there. So some you're going to have dude bros that are like woo, and then some you're going to have uh, people you know they're just having discussions. Uh, the pub I'm creating here is, I guess I would describe it as more adult. Um, a, a less of a, a rowdy pub and more of a a place to to have a good conversation over a good pint. Yeah, not not in a sex way, adult. No, just no, no. Like, sorry, no, yeah, no. Just, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, just check. <laughs> no, no. That's uh, thank you. Because no one's ever chosen that before. Yeah, you know. No, I uh, and you know what? No judgment, but not no. what I was creating. Yeah. No, yeah. Thank you for that. So an an adult, a, a sort of a mature. There we go. Um, a mature establishment for the the sharing of thoughts and opinions. Yeah. Um, I mean, things might get a bit rowdy three pints in. These things happen. But not rowdy, more people might get a bit more vehement, a bit more passionate about the things they're discussing. This pub is nice, but I am going to plus it up a bit. So you've got one choice left for this place. It's your wild card option. Uh, what are you going to have? Uh, I'm going to take it down a notch and have B&B. Benedictine and Brandy. Ooh, what's the, what, is that just a, a cocktail? Uh, well, so there's a brandy, obviously. And then a Benedictine is an herbal uh, sort of liqueur. Um, and it's just a, a nice, lovely combo to, to sip on. Um, it's, no, it's sweeter, for sure. Um, but it's a nice after-dinner beverage to enjoy. 
And where did you first come across that? Oh, gosh, that's a good question. I, I think it was probably one of the restaurants that I was working in when I was in my uh, 20s. Um, I tried it and I was like, well, that's amazingly good. Uh, and, you know, when, I'm, when I was younger, my palate was skewed more towards sweet. So it definitely uh, matched that. But the fact that it's got those herbal notes makes it something that's appealing now, even though it is a little bit sweeter than I, uh, a drink that I, than I would normally have. So w- w- did you start working in restaurants after you'd been introduced to good food by your fiancé's parents? No. This was still when you, when you had no sort of, uh, no, no inspiration from home on good cooking. Well, I, I, I met my fiancé. We both worked at the same restaurant. Um, she was the hostess and I was a busboy. Um, so it, it was, it was about the same time that I was like, we started going out, then got introduced to her family eventually, then got into the love of cooking. Um, but started to, you know, be curious about what they were creating in the kitchen, in the restaurants, uh, at that point. Fantastic stuff. Well, we now must leave our regular listeners, our Johnny Come Flyby Nightlies, uh, to find out what Barry's dream pub companion or who Barry's dream pub companion would be. If you would like to hear this bonus choice, head to moonunderpod.com and click through to the Patreon link where you can subscribe for just £6 a month, which gives you access to our bonus podcast, Behind the Cellar Door, advance warning of live tickets and ad-free unedited episodes. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're barred. And we're now back with you. We're now back with you, regular listeners. Johnny Come Fly Be Nightly's a fantastic choice of Dream Pub Companion from Barry. We have but two items left on the agenda. I will just recap at Barry's choices. On draft, he has Original Patterns Citrus Squeeze at 6.7%, Green Cheeks Member IPA at 7%, Strike Brewing Big Wall Imperial Stout, a hefty niner 
and Russian River Happy Hops IPA, which is six and a half. If if I may, when you when you read off the ABVs, it sounds like an indictment. <laughs> <laughs> the the spirits of Bombay Sapphire and Connemar single malt peated whiskey. We have Laughing Stock by Talk Talk on the jukebox, a Benedictine and brandy as the wild card. But what activity or thing or person are you? banning from your pub so i need to ask a qualifying question is this a physical object or can it be a concept it could be a concept or a behavior absolutely anything pre-judgment pre-judgment so you're probably familiar at this point with the the streaming series ted lasso uh on apple tv plus and in it there's a quote uh from walt whitman which may or may not have actually been a quote for him but it's it's a great approach in general, and I, I kind of feel weird like referencing a TV show, but it says, "Be curious, not judgmental." Mm. Uh, and when, and it's it's very true. When you take that approach to things, you learn. You learn context. You learn uh, different points of view. You learn different facts, as opposed to I already know. I you don't have to tell. You, you can't tell me anything new. Um, so, and you know, it's not that I, I I'm perfect at that, but I try to approach things in that way so I can like let, help me understand what you understand. Um, Help me learn what you know, and then I can make my own determination after that. It's a sort of approach no one has ever had on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) So true, sadly. Also, my friend Brett's in Ted Lasso, so we should get him in the moon underwater. He won two Emmys. I know. Good luck. He's a star. (laughs) He's a star. I saw him last week. That's amazing. He came back from... um... The Emmy Awards, he landed in the morning and then did a gig at Always Be Comedy in Kennington that evening. Wow. Real commitment to the the stand-up graft. Tell him I said hi. I will do. He's <laughs> a lovely, lovely chap. Hurry up, please. It's time. So no prejudgment because we are curious, not judgmental in this bar. We need a name, though, Barry. What are we going to call it? This was also tough. Uh, I was tempted to name it after a squeeze song until I looked up uh, what it actually meant. So I'm going <laughs> to move away from well, that. Well, up the, up the junction, I mean, it's a triple play on words, really, because you're up the junction. That wasn't the one. It wasn't that one. No. Wasn't it? No. <laughs> oh, right. You filthy mind, Robin. Um, but I, I have come up with another name. Uh, the Settle Down. Mm. The Settle Down. And again, that keeps kind of keeps with the... Uh, the overarching theme of this, of being more mature uh, type of place. Yes, absolutely. Because not only do we settle down into our seats, we settle down with our beers, but we settle down as people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of when John and I did this great pub crawl in Oxford. It was quite a few years ago now, 2015, and the, I think when I had to tell, when we saw the Harcourt Arms, this great pub in Jericho and Oxford kind of reveal itself around a corner. So I remember having to tell John to settle down because <laughs> he was too excited. Because I think we were so excited about the fact that we could do 10 pubs. Yeah. Do you remember that? It was just like, yeah, just yeah, settle yeah. We down. We just need to settle we, down. Yeah. Would you, and have you ever thought of having the menu of some of your favourite sandwiches from history at this fictional pub. And have you ever thought about opening a Sandwiches of History sandwich shop? Um, I did not think about having Sandwiches of History sandwiches at 
the pub. I would probably have sandwiches, but they probably wouldn't be, there would probably be modern, more modern sandwiches. Um, uh, and have I thought about opening up a sandwich shop? Uh, kind of. Um, I, I'm currently working on a cookbook. Um, oh, wow. And if I get to tour and promote that cookbook, what I want to do is do pop-up restaurants uh, serving sandwiches of history. Um, oh, great. But I don't know if I'd want to do a permanent one. Because yeah, restaurants are hard. If you could bring back one sandwich from history, have you? is there one that you've tasted and thought, oh, this is this has got legs, this could really work? Or are they all sort of slightly quirky and weird? They're all slightly quirky and weird. Um, and I, I know for a fact there's one, there are ones that I've been blown away by, but my mind is a sieve. And <laughs> I, I, I would need to go back and check tape, as no they say. Um, so I, I don't know... I, I can't really answer which ones I would bring back, but there would be the idea is to just have uh, certain ones that were good on their own, better plussed up, and then offer one uh, a complete reinvention of keeping in mind the original idea of the original sandwich, but reinventing it uh, completely from the bread up. Oh, well, Barry, we look, look forward so much to that book when it comes out and also to many more sandwiches of history, many more chips, mm. many more ice creams, many more beers and much more cooking. (laughs) (laughs) So we thank you for your time in creating The Settle Down and we wish you well on your way back to the other realm in America. Mm, Thank you so much for having me. It was just tremendous fun. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.